here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Darren Schmidt from the Dead Man's Digest, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Josh with Scream and Stream, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Brooks, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I'm May Story, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Aaron from Pursuit of Thrills, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. This is Airtime Mike from El Tor Ryan YouTube, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Andrew Locke. Hi everyone, this is Andrew, one of the producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. I got to tell you guys, you know, I've been involved with Coaster Challenge now for over five years or just about five years now. One of the things I really enjoy as I talk about a lot of our interviews is this social aspect of this hobby. And one of the kind of unique areas of the social aspect of this hobby for me over the past years has been uh, the networking that the podcast and the channel and the, the network here has done. Um, with various parks, and we have uh, great relationships with various parks, especially the SeaWorld chain, SeaWorld Bush Gardens. We've got a couple of their, their major parks, of course, here in Florida, where I live. And I have the uh, the unique honor, or somewhat unique honor, I should say, of getting to go to a lot of media events. And I get to meet all kinds of people at media events, people I don't necessarily normally hang out with or, or are part of my, my regular friend group, if you will, at parks. And I've got two of those people here today that I've uh, had the great pleasure of meeting and talking to. Two very wonderful and nice people that I mainly knew from their Instagram channel and their their great, great videos and, and promotion of the amazing parks we have here in the theme park capital. And I'm, I met up with them recently at an event at Bush Gardens. We were talking and I was like, I got to have you guys on the podcast and talk about your great channel. And here we are today. So I'm proud to welcome uh, Danielle and Mike from Ride on Orlando. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Glad to have you guys, and I think it'll be a fun discussion here today. We don't often have multiple people on, but I know you guys are a couple, and you you work together, and and uh, you know, so I think it'll be kind of fun and a nice dynamic. Um, if you could both uh, just tell us about yourselves and your love of parks and coasters and whatnot. Yeah, I um, I'm Danielle. Um, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, so I had Kings Island very close by. Um, I went as a kid, but mainly started going a lot in high school and every single day after school, I would just be like, let's go to Kings Island. And I think it was uh, probably a 10 minute drive, not very long. Um, and drug along my best friend. I think <laughs> she wasn't really a coaster person, but 
it was it was fun to go together so that kind of started it and then I've gone to so many theme parks since then but that was that was a start for me awesome yeah and I'm Mike um I actually grew up in the UK but I've been settled here in the states probably for about the last 10 years so my love for theme parks really goes right back to when I was a kid and um I didn't go to the parks all that often at when I was growing up but I just loved um I kind of got caught up in the hype of I'm going to sort of date myself a bit here but of like Euro <laughs> Disney opening in 92 and then in the UK in 94 we had what we called the the year of the roller coaster which was when Nemesis and the big one opened at Blackpool oh, and I yeah. just got kind of swept up by that hype and sort of ever since then I, I was just fascinated by theme parks nice that's that's awesome and so uh, just to kind of a couple things to relate to some of the things you guys mentioned. So Danielle, uh, you mentioned your home park is Kings Island. Uh, you know, I've, uh, like a lot of enthusiasts, I've been uh, fortunate to have a lot of travels, be able to travel a lot, whether it be road trips or, uh, you know, traveling for work and, and going to parks on the weekends or taking time off while I'm traveling internationally. Um, I've been to a lot of parks. And there's many parks where I've just been to them once and, you know, I've gotten most of the credits and, you know, I'll eventually go back when they get more coasters. But there are some that are, you know, not not just local parks, but parks that I have to travel to that even though I've got all the credits, I, I go back to on a regular basis. You know, we're talking once a year, even more than once a year. And one of those parks that has become uh, beloved for me, especially over the past five years or so, where I, I go back there at least once a year is Kings Island. You know, like you guys, I live in, in the Orlando area, in, in Orlando proper, and and um, I, I, you know, I, I went to Kings Island last year. Uh, the, sorry, the previous year I went for Labor Day weekend. To the point as well, last year I went to Kings Island uh, uh, during July Fourth weekend. Got to see their amazing fiftieth uh, mm -hmm. fireworks show a couple nights, uh, and then this year I'm going uh, for coaster stock. I've never been a coaster stock, and I'm very excited. Uh, one, because I love events like that. Two, so many of my friends are going to be there, a lot of Kings Island locals. And again, I love the social aspects of this hobby. Um, so, yeah, you had an awesome, awesome home park to start your coastering life with. So that's really cool. And we'll it. see you at Coaster Stock. Yeah, we're going to be there. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'll have to introduce you to some of my other friends. That, that's that's great. Again, I just, I love, again, I love riding coasters. I love the parks and everything about the parks, but the social because there's so much positivity in this community. Yes, we have issues like any community does, but overall, it's so much positivity. So many awesome, just great people that I've met in this community and become friends with. And you guys are two examples of that. So that's awesome. You're going to be a Coaster Stock. I'm really excited. Have you guys been a Coaster Stock before? I have. First time for me. First time for you too, Mike. Okay, you and I are both going to be uh, first timers. Nice. Yeah. How many times have you been, Danielle? Um, I think two. I went like right when it started because um, I still have friends that live in live in Cincinnati. Sure. Um, so I, I would go up and I went with her, but I think I've been to two of them and then haven't been back since the first two. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gotcha. Well, been so back Kings to Island. Kings Island, but not yeah. Coaster Stock just because. Right, but not for Coaster Stock. Yeah. Um, yeah. A weekend that we've been busy. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I can I can relate to that being busy. Yeah, I'm actually doing a three week road trip up to the Midwest because this year I'm doing coaster stock and like I've done the past couple of years, Hollywood Nights. 
and they're only a couple weeks apart and they're both in the same area in the Midwest. I'm like, yeah. why am I going to fly up there twice, rent a car, which is, you know, expensive. And, and so I'm just road tripping as I love road trips. And so I'm, you know, I leave in the middle of May and come back early June. And, and I, I'm planning it all out. I did a road trip like this last summer in August up to the Northeast. And I, when I plan that, I love to plan things. I bought a whiteboard, one of those calendar whiteboards where you can just put whatever weeks you want <laughs> in it, whatever dates. And uh, yeah they're yeah do you use it for things like that for road trips yeah i I put every single trip i mean Mm -hmm. we we don't have work trips because we both work from home but um like our trips coming up are all on on the calendar yep yep so that's yeah so i figured i was not the only one that had him up with this idea so uh yeah so i'm 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 already what i do is i I map out the hours of the parks i'm planning to go to each day and i figure out okay this one's open later this one's closed this day you know what to go to what day and and besides, of course, when I'm going to go to Coaster Stock and Hollywood Nights uh, and just piece it together and figure out where, you know, how I'm going to zoom back and forth. But anyways, I, I love planning this stuff uh, and Coaster Stocks can be a, a big part of that. Uh, you know, Mike, um, I'm guessing you and I are about the same age. So don't worry about dating yourself <laughs> there. Um, I was in high school, a senior in high school when the uh, Euro Disney was opening and uh, as luck would have it or not not lucky as the case would be um my uh like senior class senior french class trip like basically if we were if you were in the in the senior year and you were in the french class there was a trip at least that year that was optional you didn't have to go um and i was you know fortunate enough to be able to go on the trip that was a great trip mm-hmm. uh the unlucky part was it was literally when when euro disney was opening like it opened while we were in paris uh, okay. and i begged i begged my teacher who was like the coolest teacher ever mr cohen he's the coolest teacher but teachers have their limits and he would not let me as a uh, 18 year old at that point um go to hero disney by myself or take some of the other kids and he's like nope not happening and i'm not taking you and so it was really close (laughs) yeah it took me gosh it was a good 15 plus years later until I finally got to go to uh, Disney Paris and both parks at that point. But yeah. I'm so. glad you made it. What was say again? I'm glad you finally made it then. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you have been, I'm assuming, right? Cause you said I that have, you, yeah. were, you were right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about where you guys kind of got your start and your love of parks. And of course now you guys live in Orlando and you, you specialize in covering the Orlando Central Florida parks, right? We do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we still put travel on there. So last last winter, we were in England, Germany, and Australia. Yeah. Um, and next month we'll be in Dubai. Um, so there's a lot of chips coming up, and we put them on the on the pages as well. Orlando is nice, but we yeah. we love to travel as well. So we're we're frequently all, all over the place as well, and we share as much of that as we can too. Very nice. I well, I think uh, it wasn't planned this way, but I perhaps uh, later on in the interview here we can talk about your upcoming trip because I, like I yeah. said earlier, I've had the great great fortune a lot of travels for work where I mm-hmm. I kind of usually have made the most not always but usually made the most of it and flexed out the trip and the weekends and taken time off and jet lag recovery days or whatever it may be and and really. Like not just parks, by the way, the travel, the sightseeing and everything. Um, I have, and again, I I think I've talked about this in the podcast before. Listeners, if you don't want to believe me, Mike and Danielle, if you don't believe it, that's fine. But I'm not a, I'm not a BS person. I'm, I'm a tell like it is. Um, I have 
literally been to the UAE over a dozen times uh, because of projects that I was working on a number of years ago. It's been almost over 10 years since I've been to the UAE. It's been a while, but I've done a lot there because of all the times I've been there, I've been there every season. And so maybe we can talk about your UAE trip a little bit later and I can uh, maybe impart some advice and, and so forth. But I, I love talking about traveling. It's so much fun. So, Great. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, well, let's, let's kind of go through the first half of the interview, which is a little more personal and it's um, what uh, I call the theme park time machine. Mm-hmm. And, as, and a big part of that theme park time machine is uh your fear journey uh, or your uh, intimidation journey as the case may be uh so uh, but before we get to that we kind of have a freebie kind of a starter question uh which is more about your memory or maybe you know what what your, your parents have told you um what is as far as you're best aware of your first coaster that each of you rode mine would be the beastie at king's island Sure, that makes a lot of sense. I don't think I, my parents really didn't go to the theme parks much, so that would be the only one that I know they would take me to. And the right. poster that we would ride. That makes a lot of sense. Beastie for a lot of, we've had, you know, as you can imagine with the friends we, uh, myself, David, the, the, the whole team here. And in fact, one of the one of the members of our team, the other uh, producer, main producer, Kim, um, she is, lives in Louisville with her kids and and she, King's Island is, is basically her home park away from home. You know, technically, Kentucky Kingdom is her home park. But she has spent a lot of time at King's Island with a lot of our other common friends. And so with all the friends that we have uh, in the in the Cincinnati, Columbus, just Ohio area, uh, we've had quite a few of them on the show. So we've gone through these questions with them. And a lot of them, the Beastie, Woodstock Express, you know, and that sort of thing uh, is, is their first coaster, which totally makes sense. So... So how about you, Mike? I'm guessing it wasn't Beastie, knowing where you're from. No, no. I, I, it's difficult to remember all that way back, but I know for sure the first big coaster I went on was the Vampire at Chesington World of Adventures back in, I think it was like probably nine, early 90s when that opened as well. And that was like this fantastic, um, really well-themed, like arrow-suspended coaster that um, the cars were shaped as vampire bats. So that to me was the whole package. It was the first time I'd really like been on a big themed ride that wasn't just like a fairground ride, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, like you said, kind of your first bigger coaster. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I've been to the UK, by the way, numerous times. And I mentioned this earlier that I usually have levered my trips well. And I have been at parks in the UK, but I have not leveraged those trips as well as I could have. And it's water under the bridge, you know. It's it is what it is. It's not a big deal. I'll go back, uh, yeah, but I've back. not been at yeah, never not been to several parks there. I've I've literally taken the train like right by Chessington, um, but I've been to Thorpe, but I've not been to Chessington. Um, so I, I need to go there at some point for those credits. But yeah, for sure. And I'm sure we'll talk about some other UK parks here coming up here. Some other questions, but yeah. so. Uh, so, okay, that's your first coasters, all right, Vampire and, and Beastie. So this next question, you know, we normally, it's about coasters, but it can really be anything. It can be any theme park attraction, coaster, drop ride, dark ride, water ride, flat ride. Um, think about the attraction or ride that has, whether it be scared you or just giving you the most anxiety before getting on it, you were most nervous about riding. So, and again, if you could each answer this and we'll, we'll kind of dive into what you're feeling. 
Okay. I think it's on him on this one. (laughs) (laughs) He has a star. So generally speaking, when it comes to coasters, I'm going to write anything. I'm not really that anxious about it. I'll just strap on and strap myself in and get on with it. And uh, that's fine. However, there are some other kinds of rides which perhaps um, I'm not as fearless on. And one example of that is... You know those big sky coasters? Sky flyers. Sky flyers, sky yeah. coasters. You know, it's like a big archway and then they winch. Oh, yeah. You, Three, you, two, one, fly. You pull the cord and go soaring. Yep, you're talking about sky coaster. Well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, this was always like a no. There's no chance of getting me up there. It didn't look safe. I mean, I I knew rationally speaking it was it was safe. And of course there's people doing it every day every day multiple times. But to me I was just like, no, there's no way you're gonna winch me all the way up there. I'm bound to like either <laughs> screw it up <laughs> on the release and go smash into the side of it or something. Or I don't know. Right. Like, I'll be swinging back and forth and they'll never be able to get me down off of there or something. So that was really like every time I was at my old home park when I was living out in California, it was um, California's Great America, and they have one there. And, you right. know, I see people going out all the time, but every time I would uh, either chicken out or just shave my head and um, and not go on it. And it was actually Danielle that finally got me on it one time when we were dating and ah. we, we visited the park. And I think it was June. Was it June Halloween Horn or Christmas? Yeah. One of the two. I can't remember. And she finally twisted my arm and got me on that. So, yeah, the rest, I guess, is history on that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and we'll, um, pun intended, dive into that here in a moment. Um, I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, interesting. And and so, Danielle, um, so do you, do you have, is there anything you can think of for yourself? Or is that why we kind of deflected to Mike? Is, is, are you pretty fearless? I'm pretty fearless, yeah. I think, okay. I mean, I've never seen him so scared of something <laughs> until, like, I grew, since I grew up in Kings Island, we had a sky flyer. My friends worked sky flyer. So yeah. I, the amount of money that I have paid to ride sky flyer in my lifetime is thousands of dollars. And so I'm just like, wait, you won't go on that? And so, so, okay, so... Yeah, so Danielle, so you said you have friends that that were ride ops for Starflyer mm-hmm. or for for well, the Sky Coaster for the Sky Coaster King's on. but yeah, and even though they worked, the, you still had to pay. You're saying like you paid. Oh yeah, I mean I had to pay every. Okay. I went on it every day during high school. Me and my best friend, like really. Oh, the amount of money, the amount. Really? So, how many times would you say you've ridden the one just to King's Island? Just a guess. Hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's an interesting. We, we weren't the smartest with money in high school. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's a part of it too. Is is, is you know you kind of it's 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 expensive. It's a very expensive like upcharge. You know, twenty yeah. thirty dollars, uh, and you got to set aside time and you know yeah. So that's uh, wow. Okay, so interesting. All right, so we're going to come back to the sky coasters here in a moment. You know, especially for you, Mike. But but Danielle, so. Pretty much, there's no ride that you have felt intimidated getting on, or, or you know, you're, you're maybe excited to ride a ride for the first time. That's different, but you've not been intimidated by anything. No, I think I'm more of the daredevil of the two of us. I okay. 
I've gotten him into scuba diving. I mean, just oh, things wow. that he would never probably have done. Wow, that's cool. And, my, and Mike, do you uh, do you appreciate that that she kind of pushes you to kind of go outside your comfort zone? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just new experiences, isn't it? And trying different things. And it's not like for the scuba diving, for example. It's not that I was fearful of that, but it's just not really something that I would never have really tried off of my own back and sure. you know having somebody kind of like give you that suggestion and push you towards doing it it kind of it opens your eyes to and to enjoy, sort of opens the door to trying different stuff and you know finding that you can do it yeah and to be okay. honest, sure. like, no, absolutely. I think it, it was difficult like learning how to do it and um uh, get certified it was difficult and you know there was times when I thought oh I'm not going to be able to do this but I persevered with it and thankfully I had a really good coach as well that was training me and um, nice. you know, then I had support from my wife and if everything you know, it was perfect it was that's great that's great you know whether it be well, uh, the instructor oh, okay. <laughs> I did have an instructor well, I thought you were talking about me I was yeah I saw how you smiled there. in the pool <laughs> I had a Suit on out yeah. there. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, whether it be, you know, um, sort of uh, our relationships, whether it be our platonic or non platonic relationships, could be our platonic, you know, just friends uh, that we ha have in life, where, you know, just having those interactions and the other people that have other experiences and other, you know, hobbies or, or preferences. They get, uh, they can oftentimes get us to get into things like uh, I have a friend of mine that's really into cruises and I've done a couple cruises in my life and I've loved them, but I kind of just got away from them doing other things, the parks and other hobbies. And uh, she's really into them. And she took me on one recently, a comp one, and uh, she's totally opened up my world again to cruises. And, uh, and I, and I love it. And I've already got three more already booked for this year with more probably after that. Um, and, uh, and I'm really thankful to her for it. And, you know, so I'm really, you know, it sounds like, you know, you, you guys are a good couple in terms of you're, you're open to other possibilities. And, and, and I think that's, a, it happens a lot in couples is, you know, Hey, why don't we do this? Or I, I know you like this kind of movie, why don't we go see this tonight? Or, you know, I think that's a great aspect of being in a couple or again, just friendships where you can share with each other and, and, and expand each other's horizons. So that, that's great. Um, so, so Danielle, I want to just dive in here with you. So I'm going to go through some typical fear aspects that we've talked about on this podcast um, and, and like literally like, you know, dissect things to their core. So you're not afraid of heights, right? No. Okay. You're not afraid of going upside down, I'm assuming, right? Because, no. okay. And you never really felt those fears, right? Nope. I'm also very tall, so I've always been yeah. very high up. Yeah, you are you are tall. You are tall, that's true. I have him <laughs> beat, so <laughs> what about speed or acceleration? Never been afraid of those. Nope. I like fast cars. <laughs> nice. Well, that's another one of my hobbies. I'm, I'm taking my Tesla on a on a road trip tomorrow up to Dollywood and waking up early in the morning. I'm excited for that. Uh so yeah, anyway, yeah, I I love fast cars as well. I can relate. Um, so have, let's go beyond parks, beyond, uh, coasters and rides and anything. Danielle, have you experienced much of any kind of anxiety in your life period? Um, 
I don't like reptiles. I don't like snakes, okay. reptiles. So when we have a pool in our backyard, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of that. Okay. Okay. But okay. That, what about, um, have you had like any kind of test anxiety, you know, like high school or, you know, any, any, any schooling that you've gone through, like where, you know, you had ner- like overly nervousness about, about test taking tests or job interviews, things like that. Um, or do you remain pretty calm? I remain pretty calm. Yeah. I think it's, I was always good at testing or pretty, pretty good at testing, I guess. I mean, I made my way through grad school. Um, okay. And yeah. And then interviews, I've had to do a bunch of them. I mean, I, I interviewed someone today for a position on my team and it's a lot different, um, but you still get like the jitters. I mean, you're meeting someone new. You're, you're trying to right. your best impression. Um but but I mean, but those jitters don't overwhelm you. They don't. You're able to just kind of keep cool and steady course. And okay. And what about? I I think... <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again. At least I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I can relate. Um, I've I've been on both sides of the interview table. I've interviewed a lot of people and been interviewed. And yeah, it can be a little bit jittery either way. I I, I can relate to that. What about, have you done any like public speaking or like speeches, um, presentations? I mean, I present like my, my full-time job, I have to present to the executive team um, quite regularly. So every quarter, um, not really public speaking, but just more presentations on my work. Um, sure. Sure. I have one of those every Friday tomorrow you know, for the CEO and the, and the, uh, the uh, co-owner of the, of the company's private company. But yeah, I mean, I can relate to that as well. That can be so, but yeah, but do you remain pretty calm with that? Yeah, I think so. Because I know, I know what I'm speaking about and that's, that goes along with being passionate about it. If, once you're passionate sure. about it, it really helps. Now, if I had to speak about something that I really didn't know or didn't, if I had to read something and and speak on it and I didn't know anything about it, that's when you get kind of like, you can tell you're not comfortable with it versus for me, I'm going over what my job is and what my passionate is. And so I feel pretty comfortable doing it. Okay. Okay. Um, Now this is a little personal. So if you you don't want to answer, I totally understand. Um, But I'm just, I, I have a theory, but, have you, Daniel, have you experienced any kind of like depression and, and, and like, you know, generalized anxiety in your life? No. I figured not. Um, and I, I want to clarify, uh, depression and anxiety are very common. They are and nothing to be shunned. I mean, I've experienced them. David has, Kim has, pretty much everyone on the show has. Um, they're very, very common in, in the, as part of the human experience. There are a number of people that are more resistant to, and this is a good resistance to anxiety, to depression. And it sounds like Danielle, just from, and I, I, I kind of already knew what the answer to that question was going to be. Um, it sounds like you are one of those people. I don't know what percentage it, you are in a minority. This is a good minority um, that just you, your, your brain is probably wired. And I'm not a neurologist uh, in a way that you're, you don't have a predisposition for anxiety. And I, I don't, have you, do you, did you already know that? Or did you kind of already sense that you kind of are not like other people in that way? Or, or that's not really 
passed you by before. No, no I mean, it, it hasn't really been something I've thought about. Okay. Well, like I said, this is a good thing. And maybe I, yeah. I'm giving you, you know, some thoughts, some, uh, some things to think about well beyond the interview here today, but we very rarely, but it has, I think it's happened once on this podcast and the well over a hundred people we've interviewed at this point that kind of someone like yourself, where they just are very resistant to anxiety and um, people that are, are, um, are able to avoid fear just naturally like that. Very, very fortunate. Um, you know, I, and, and you may not, it, it's hard to know, like, if, you know, imagine trying to, trying to figure out if someone sees a color differently than you. I mean, it's so hard to figure out. Similarly, you know, Danielle, you have your own perspective. That's all you have. So it's hard to hard to necessarily recognize that you're you have this you know unique benefit that a lot of other people don't. But um, what I'd encourage you to do, and again, this is all positive stuff, is maybe start looking at things and you know talking, whether it be talking to Mike or friends or whatnot, and and start to look at you know and dissect you know what I'm suggesting to you here, what I believe is going on, that you have this natural resistance, and uh, you know you might find your life can be enriched that way because you might be able to help people because you're able to avoid a lot of fear and anxiety that other people may not be able to so easily avoid. And, um, and, and someone that can remain calm in a situation, uh, especially in like, um, you know, um, like a very bad thing going on, like, you know, we in Florida, okay, we have hurricanes and weather and storms and evacuations, you know, maybe you being someone that tends to remain more calm, you can be the the, the same person that keeps everyone uh, from going crazy, so to speak, in those situations, things like that. But, um, you know, anyway, it's very interesting, because again, we don't come across a lot of people like that. Now, Mike, <laughs> yeah. you on the other hand, <laughs> you're more um, typical in this regard, like, like the rest of us. Um, you you do have uh, identified, you know, even just a ride, not even other things uh, that has has intimidated you. So you talk about sky coasters. Yeah. Now, eventually, you did get on the sky coaster at Kings Island, right? With Danielle. Um, when it was at Great America, but yes, we did. I'm sorry, not Kings Island, Great America. I was thinking about yeah. the Kings Island one that Danielle's done hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So eventually, you did get on one at Great America. Do you know how tall that one is, by the way? I don't. Okay. Okay. Usually, those one ones. of the super tall ones. Yeah, yeah, but usually the regional parks, like the Six Flags Theater ones, they're like 150 or yeah. so. Yeah. I would guess okay. about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, talk to me about when you did finally go on it with Danielle. You know, there. You know, it's obviously there's a process, and you're not in a big group of people. You're just you know, maybe waiting with a few other people in these small groups to get on these rides that are upcharges. And they're, of course, putting those suit things on the straps and yeah. then hooking you up to the cable. And, you know, so you're going through a lot of what could be very anxiety provoking. So talk to me about what you were thinking as all that stuff was going on. I mean, it all went very quickly. So it's all a bit of a blur, but actually, you know, I was, once I kind of like got over that initial hurdle of, getting I don't know signing my life away I guess um but by that point it wasn't too bad really and we were dating at the time so of course you know I had to try and keep my cool and, and <laughs> guy who, who was taking it all in his stride and um yeah I think it's really just once you actually start and get on get on with it it's really kind of like not that it's completely out of your hands because you could always 
you know, bailed out if you were that worried. But by that point, it's just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm in this far. I might as well see it all the way through now. Okay, so you were not, like, you were not feeling like you might chicken out, as the case may be, or the fight or flight. You didn't feel like you were going to flight mode, so to speak. No, I mean, and I mean, sort of rationally, I knew it was going to be okay. And I think by that point, I was just sort of like resigned to, okay, let's get this over and done with then. Sooner okay. I get up there, the sooner I can get my feet back on the ground. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and some of the, our guests, previous guests have talked about how they, they compartmentalize uh, fear like this, where they're like, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to take 30 seconds to get up there, yeah. you know, climbing a little hill or being lifted up, you know, by the by the pulley system, the cable system on a sky coaster. And then it's, you know, going to drop and then, you know, a couple minutes of that back and forth and you'll be done back in the ground. So it's not like it's hours. So, yeah, makes sense. So, okay, talk about the next step, though. You know, once you're all strapped in and, you know, they, they, make, they make you horizontal, which is kind of a lot of people get freaked out by that. But you know, then you're getting pulled up slowly by the cable. Yeah. Are you, are you, how are you feeling then? Um, I think by that point, I was okay with it. I was enjoying the view. I think because it was haunt. It was all the the lights, the fog. Great America had really cool fire effects at the front. Oh, of okay. Place. This was at so night. During, right. During okay. the Halloween haunt. So I think it was like a super cool view. And I, so I was keeping my eyes open, that's for sure. Nice. Okay. So you were you were still remaining calm and you were kind yeah. of distracted by any 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 fear you might have had was kind of squelched away by all the, the haunt stuff. I think so, haunt. yeah. I was just trying to like focus on the, the cool view rather than thinking too much about what I was about to put myself through. Got it, got it. Okay. And then who pulled the cord? Probably me. I think it was you, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Okay. Now Okay, so Danielle, you pulled the cord and you had been on these rides many times, but Mike, this is your first time experiencing because watching something, as you guys know, watching a ride, because you film all yeah. the time, is very different than the dynamics of being on a ride. Even watching a POV is not nowhere near the same. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know from having been on two, I've been on two sky coasters myself. Um, one of them literally a week ago, like not exaggerating a week ago. Uh, and for me, I don't want to say it's the, the I guess the, the scariest. It's not something where it intimidates me or stops me from riding one of these. But for me, the kind of freakiest moment, if you will, on a sky coaster is after the cord is pulled, you have that five seconds or so of free falling where mm -hmm. before the cable catches you and then you start swinging and you kind of dive down. That's why I made that dive pun earlier. Yeah. So you kind of recognize what I'm talking about, Mike. Yeah. You kind of that so how were you feeling during that moment those five seconds of free fall i think genuinely once that free fall started i i was enjoying it you know i liked the fact that we were like swinging back and forth and sure like i said it was a great view in there so it wasn't as um like it's not as forceful as you would think yeah, yeah you you're gonna get real because it's going very fast and in such a big arc you think you're gonna get like real strong g-forces but it's more kind of like a, a weightlessness sensation yeah. i guess so it was pretty pleasant actually yeah i agree it's not a very forceful experience and even something like a slingshot you know they don't they're nowhere in my opinion they're nowhere near as forceful as they look like they would be so i i can definitely understand where you're coming from so all right so you got off the sky coaster at the end obviously you're here now so how did you feel after you got off that sky coaster 
Um, I felt kind of pleased with myself for having <laughs> accomplished it and, and enjoying it as well. Great. So, so basically you had felt positive because you, you didn't chicken out, you didn't run away, so to yeah. speak. And you felt accomplished. You felt like, you know, I, Hey, I did that. I can't, I, I, I succumbed my fears. Right. Right. So that, that is a, a primal experience that people have again, whether it be on a coaster or drop ride or sky coaster, you know, by facing your fears, you feel good about yourself. So mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a yeah. key thing. Now, did riding the sky that sky coaster did that have an impact on you uh, in any other ways in moving forward? You know, did it change your life in any ways, or change you know other you know lead to other experiences and even indirectly? I mean, not really, but it, I have ridden another sky coaster since then, so perhaps it did uh, you know get me over that fear. Sure. So you said so. It's not like one of those things where. You felt like, you know, you conquered your fear on it, but you're like, I'm not doing one of those again. So you still yeah. did one again. Yeah. Which is the one you've done since then? Um, oh, it was uh, Wild Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, that's right. They have one. So I'm going to issue you a challenge. Mm-hmm. And now, now this is a challenge for you, Mike, and I'm guessing if, if Danielle has not done this, herself this is going to be like a a a great experience for danielle i think it'll be great for both of you uh now of course you guys live you you live in orlando proper or near orlando we live in orlando we can see the volcano from our backyard oh so you must live not far from me because i live in dr phillips i live very close to you yeah we do too Oh, you know, I think we might have talked about this. This sounds vaguely familiar from Tampa when we met up that last time. Right, got it. Okay, so, all right. So knowing you live in Dr. Phillips, about 15 minutes away from you. I mean, I'm assuming you guys have been to Fun Spot Kissimmee, right? I've done it. Yep, I know what you've done. (laughs) Okay, so, so, Danielle, you have done the Sky Coaster there? Mm -hmm. But, Mike, you have not? No. Okay, the reason why I'm bringing it up, Danielle probably already knows what I'm getting at here. Uh, that is the world's tallest sky coaster. That is about okay. probably about double the one at Great America. It's about 300 feet tall. And uh, I had never done it. And it was more, I mean, not even the money. It was just, I've got the fun spot pass, so I go and do the coasters and do other things when yeah. friends visit. And rarely when friends visit from out of town, they want to pay the upcharge for the, you know. So, but I had friends visiting from out of town. And they want to do the sky coaster. I'm like, great. I've never done it there. And I just did it a week ago. That's the one I was alluding to earlier. And it was definitely, it was a nighttime experience. And it was definitely more intense, but not in a bad way, just in a good way than the one I had done at Discovery Kingdom years ago, six years ago, because it's taller and faster and all that stuff. Um, and um, I, so my challenge to you, Mike, whether it be yourself or me with Danielle or with a friend, is to do that sky coaster, and uh, you know, obviously, you're not going to do it here during the interview, but you know, maybe, um, maybe message me or let me know how that goes because, uh, right. yeah, it's it's definitely uh, the 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 most the biggest of them, it's the biggest in the world. So, <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'll uh, see what I can do. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, keep me posted on that. So for sure, for sure. So going beyond, you know, the the fear that you faced. Uh, and and successfully and riding that sky coaster at Great America, uh, and and for both of you, just going beyond fear and general anxiety. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how coasters and parks have had a positive impact on your life. 
just in general. Sure. Well, I, I guess probably for us, the biggest positive impact that theme parks have had on our, our life is that we actually met at a theme park. We met at Great America in California. Oh, nice. Um, I used to, before living here in Orlando, I, I was living out in the Bay Area. Um, and I was a local, like Great America was my home park. And um, Danielle was visiting the area for business one day. And uh, as a park enthusiast, she visited the park. And that's where we ended up meeting. Nice. That's awesome. How many years ago was that? Um, about four now, I think. Or probably even a bit longer now, actually. Yeah. Okay, so it was before COVID. It was 2018. Okay, so five yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so was that the day? The day you met was that the day you did the sky coaster? By the way, Mike. No, nope. no, it wasn't. That was a little bit later. A little bit later. Okay. Um, okay. We weren't dating. Love no. That. Oh, okay. It was later when you. We started okay. dating like maybe the following year, yeah. um, but of course during that period, Danielle was still here in Orlando. And I was still in California. So we were kind of a long distance relationship. I was flying oh. here every so often. Danielle came out to California a few times. And we also met in the middle a couple of times. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the trip that we did the Sky Coaster was when you were out visiting one time. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, and by the way, what town in the Bay Area did you live in, Mike? Um, I lived in Santa Clara. I literally was just a couple of blocks away from Great America. I could walk there. Gotcha. The reason why I'm curious is I've lived all over this country, and mm -hmm. um, one of the uh, areas that I've lived in on two different occasions is the Northern California, is the Bay Area. I've lived yeah. um, in Capitola, Santa Cruz, and Los Gatos over those two different periods. Okay, and, yeah. I'm, I know those areas well. Yeah, but I I used to work. I'm an engineer, and I used to work in the in Silicon Valley at a couple different jobs there over mm -hmm. the year. So, but I know right. that very well. I used to go to Great America all the time, and and so forth. Now, tell me for you guys, are you guys more kind of coaster thrill ride people, or do you kind of you know kind of see yourselves more as coaster enthusiasts, as the case may be? or more theme park enthusiasts, you know, more like a Disney Universal high theme? Do you, or do you do both? To kind of I both? mean, we, we do both. Um, we actually got married at a theme park, so we're definitely theme park enthusiasts. And I think our, our page also showcases the entertainment. We're really good friends with a lot of the entertainers. Um, nice. So we do both. I mean, he loves... I mean, we both love the throw ride, but also there are days where we go to the park, yeah. like yesterday at Universal, we didn't ride anything, but we watched the Mardi Gras parade. So a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. It depends what mood you're in. And sometimes you're in a mood for just riding Mako five times in a row. Another time it's kind of fun to do the Star Wars dark rides at Disney and that kind of stuff. So, sure. I mean, we're lucky because we have so much choice here in Orlando. And it's all really good stuff. So we can kind of pick and choose what we like and depending on how we're feeling on any given day. Yeah. No, absolutely. Good point, Mike and Danielle. Uh, yeah, I mean, I moved here in 2018 from Southern California. I've lived in Southern California on two different occasions as well. And, you know, Southern California has, you know, Disneyland and Universal Hollywood, Knott's Bray Farm and Magic Mountain, all that. Yeah. And I 
when I was moving here, it was about improving the quality of my life and, you know, the getting away from the traffic and all the crazy cost of living in California. And I'm so glad yeah. I moved to Florida. I'm so much happier here as I expected I would be. Uh, but Orlando was my number one choice of other places to move to from California uh, because it was the one place I knew I could move to where I wouldn't just be able to continue kind of having the level of quality of parks that I was used to in Southern California, but I really could upgrade the overall experience. And I think that's the only place in the world really you could move to. And, you know, in terms of the variety, like you said, the number of parks, the number mm. of high quality yeah. parks, you know, the Disney parks, Universal, et cetera, you know, Seawall and Bush and, you know, and all that. Um, so, yeah, so in terms of like the theme side of parks for you guys, so you guys like the shows and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We like, what, it. we like it already, like a bit of everything. Sure. Okay. So you guys are very much like me. I mean, I love my coasters. I count my coasters. I love my coasters, but I love shows. I love the theming. I love, you know, the parades and nighttime spectaculars and all that stuff. So but you're not yeah. as in like the technical side of it, I think, with the coasters either, like some right. of the different manufacturers and models and stats and things like that. We're not as up on that. Of course, you know, we know the basics, but I don't think it's um whereas perhaps as um obsessive about that as some other people are. Sure. And at me being an engineer, I do get into the technicals. I do like that. Um and you know, I'm you know, like Danielle was talking earlier about liking fast cars. I, I like fast vehicles, whether it be cars or planes, you know, commercial jets or military planes, trains. I've been on literally the fastest. Um, the passenger service train in the world, which is in Shanghai, maglev train. And I just love that I was on the train that goes for, over 400 kilometers an hour and just, you know, wild. And um, so and me being the engineer, I just love that stuff. But I, I get it. Not everyone's into the technical. So that makes sense. Um, so, and forgive me, like, you know, I, as you guys know, I do follow you guys and I love your content, but I'm not because I have a busy life. You know, I'm not on Instagram all the time. I'm not even on it every day. Sometimes I, I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get in there and check my notifications and before they go away and all that. Um, so I was not aware that you guys were in Europe. So you guys went to Europe last year? Um, yes, we went twice, twice last year. We went to England last spring and then we went to England. Germany um, around Thanksgiving and then also England again after that. <laughs> okay. Went, yeah. Okay, so you went to Germany, because I'm kind of leading into a question. This relates to a personal um, uh, preference of mine, or just a, a new obsession of mine, I guess is the better way to put it. So I've been ta we're talking about, okay, you guys like love the coasters and the theming, and you love everything, which is very yeah. much like me. And you guys went to Germany. Now, now, was this the first time you did parks, both of you in Germany last year? It was Thanks. the first time for Danielle, but I've been before there. Okay, now Mike, which parks in Germany had you been to before? Um, I've been to Europa Park, Fantasialand, um, Holiday Park, um, Movie Park, I think. I think that's probably all the ones I've been to. Okay, now Europa Park and Fantasialand, uh, Mike, when had you last been to them before you and Danielle? Mm. 2018 i think okay okay so fairly recently and i'm assuming both of you went to both those parks yourselves we did yeah we went on our trip in november okay all right so 
I'm curious, actually, and I've kind of preloaded things, so don't please answer honestly, and, and you know, and all that's just opinions. Uh, for both of you, and granted, Mike, you've been to some of these parks before, but what was your favorite park? Well, even the UK and everything, you from the UK and Germany and everything from these, yeah. these, these trips. What was my favorite part from that trip? Yeah, from all, all of Europe, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, probably. Uh, it's a difficult question. I've I'm always going to have a soft spot for Alton Towers just because it's the part that I went to a lot when I sure. was younger, and it's uh, you know got a fantastic coaster collection and it's a, an awesome park. But sure. I also really love Efteling in the Netherlands. That's like a fantastic park with you know when we talk about rides and theming and that combination. Oh yeah, I think as like second to none really like. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and Fantasialand similar as well. Like there's there's great areas in Fantasialand where the the um, the way they've blended the ride hardware and the theming together is amazing. But there's oh, yeah. kind of like older areas of that park that will probably get updated in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then certain rides like uh, uh, Geister Rickshaw, the the dark the dark ride they have yeah. in the China section, yeah, which is rumored to. Um, we don't like to talk a lot about rumors in the podcast, but this is, of course, Europe, and we're you know we're more U.S. But that is rumored to be going away soon. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, so Danielle, what about you? What was your favorite park? You were kind of new to all these parks in Europe. Probably Alton Towers. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just think uh, it's an absolutely beautiful park. Yeah, Alton is one of the parks I've not been to in the UK, and I, I it's the one that I'm like, man, I should have, you know, again, it's not, it under the bridge, but I should have went when I had the chance when I've been over there, but I just got to go back there, and I just didn't go that far uh, north in, in England and in the UK and and and, uh, and go up there, but I've heard amazing things, and so uh, so you guys, so you would rank, so, so Danielle, you were, again, new to all these parks over there, you would rank Alton over Fantasialand. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite coaster from uh, Alton? Like each of you, what's your favorite coaster at Alton? Um, for me, it's Nemesis, hands down. For sure. You like sure. Wicker Man, didn't you? I liked, yeah, Wicker Man was my favorite. Yeah, Wicker Man uh, looks amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a huge wooden coaster fan. You know, I mentioned I'm going to Dollywood and, you know, right now, Lightning Rod has been down all week. Shocking. Not <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Not shocking. Yeah, yeah. I the first time I went to Dollywood was in um uh 2021 and it was down the, the two days I was there and I still had an amazing time, but uh luckily I did get on it last uh March for the Coaster Crew event that I went to and I'm going to the Coaster Crew event again. That's this Saturday. Uh, and it's been down all week and we're supposed to get, we got nighttime ERT on it last year and we're getting it again this year if it's up. So we're all hoping it's up. But if it's not, uh, the alternate we've been told is going to be uh, nighttime ERT Thunderhead. And, I, you know. What they used to get. A lot of the times the Coast Crew events got Thunderhead for the end of the night. Yeah. it's you, You've done you've done a number of Coast Crew events, Danielle? Yeah. Nice. And I, I've yeah. done most of the lightning rod ones but i have to actually work on disney in the morning and help out oh so gotcha. i'll be up in yeah. a few hours so we oh can my, go oh to the God. event this weekend yeah oh i gotcha that's too bad yeah so the coast group is on great events 
I've, I've done a number of them now. And Tim, Tim is a personal friend of mine. He's, he's an awesome guy. And yeah. Um, well, what I was getting at is, you know, with Thunderhead is I love Thunderhead and uh, it's one of my favorite GCIs. And, you know, if, it, if we have to have the ERT on that, I will still have a blast. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fun at night. Uh, it goes, yeah. it goes pretty fast at night. It's a good ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. I, I, I've written a little bit at night, but not done ERT on it, which is a whole different ballgame. But, you know, again, I'm kind of leading what I'm leading to is Wicker Man. I'm very curious about Wicker Man because I, I do. Um, I love GCI. I mean, I, I like Gravity Group, well, at least Voyage better than any other wooden coaster. But after Voyage, there's a lot of GCIs on my list that are my top, my favorite coasters. But uh, anyways, um, all right. Well, I was just curious to kind of talk about your Europe trip a little bit. So yeah. I, I, I talked about it at some point there. Um, we, maybe we went to in November and it was really cold. We weren't used to it from coming from Orlando. Okay. Now I do. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It would be cold. I was there in October, early October. The weather was great. And then again, between Christmas and New Year's and it was, it was cold, but remember how we had that cold snap here in Orlando of Christmas weekend last year. Ironically, it was warmer in Europe (laughs) and like the Belgium. And I was in Belgium. I was in Plopsaland on Christmas day and it was warmer there than it was here. (laughs) We were in Australia then. So we weren't. Oh, so you weren't here for it either. Okay. It was summer in Australia. So it was pretty warm. Gotcha. Okay. Now I'm curious, this is for my own self-interest, although it can help our listeners too, um, because I, you probably already figured it out. If you guys look at my, my profile, you know this. Uh, I'm obsessed with Pantasialand. It's my new number one park. Uh, two of my top coasters are there. Fly is my number three. Karen's my number one. Um, I'm obsessed with that park for so many reasons. And I went in December primarily for uh, Vintertron. Um, because my my a good friend of mine, Brad, who lives here in Orlando, theme park coaster enthusiast, uh, is from the UK, and he he told me about how amazing um, Ventertrom is and the night rides, and I was blown away. I, I, I just the best theme park event in the world. He's so right when he told me that it, it's his favorite event in the world. So I'm assuming that you guys, when you went to Fantasialand, it was during Ventertrom, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was like during that Thanksgiving week. Yeah. yeah. Was it busy? Um, it wasn't too busy, was mm-hmm. it? It got, I mean, busy. it got busy. We, I mean, we got there at opening, but it and it wasn't too busy. But it got, it got busy later in the day as it, as it got to dark, and you know the the night stuff started. But, right. So, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. So I'm assuming, like your night rides, you mainly rode what, like Terran and Fly. Yeah. I think How long fly, it was the first time doing fly, so that was like a real treat. Oh, for, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I love fly is amazing. Um, so, how long did you wait for Terran and fly? At oh, night? not long at no. all. Like fly, we pretty much walked straight onto, um, uh-huh. and Taron, I don't think we waited mm-hmm. much more than fifteen minutes. Okay. So the reason why I'm asking this is my company uh, they we have a shutdown between Christmas and New Year's. So that's yeah. why I between Christmas and New Year's last year. And I'm like, it, and I had a great time, but the park was crowded. I mean, we, my friends and I, we were waiting like, like, you know, 50, 75 minutes for Taryn. Okay. Yeah. Um, at night. And then, so I thought about, wait a second. Well, I could go during Thanksgiving and just take a couple of days off. Cause I've got the Thursday and Friday off from work. So you guys have pretty much cinched it. Cause I, I don't know of anyone that's been there during Thanksgiving recently. Yeah. So I yeah, think it was like super cheap as well. It's like yeah. 
25 euros or something to go in right. during yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I love my turkey dinners, but I'll give up my Thanksgiving turkey and with my friends. Yeah, it was right at the start of the winter drum event. So I think yes. as it was one of the first days, it was just like cheap. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, like this year it starts on the 18th of November, which is like a few days before Thanksgiving, a week before Thanksgiving. So, all right. Well, you've, uh, you definitely are kind of cemented my my plans I'll, uh, I'll let you know how that goes but um but in any case so let, let's let's talk more about you guys and not, not so much your europe trip but uh just in general your uh coastering or just your theme park lives so this could be a coaster this could be a drop ride a dark ride whatever it may be talk about your craziest moment ever that you've experienced on any attraction um, well, last winter, so during, I think, I don't remember exactly the date, we went to Carowinds and we got to ride Fury because they opened it during Winterfest this yep. past year. And it was barely, if even 40 degrees, and it was a very, very chilling, cold, painful ride. It was like icy needles blowing yeah. in your face as you... <laughs> It was it was absolutely fun, but and yeah. we figured out my sister in law who was actually riding with us. Turns out she was pregnant. That's how she figured out she was pregnant was on Bury because she didn't feel well. After oh, she got off! It was very beginning, um, but that was the first time she was like, "Oh, I might think I'm pregnant." Right. But we were all freezing. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a good thing being with family, but it was a wild ride. It was fun. It was definitely a fury ride like mm-hmm. none other. Yeah, I can imagine. Mike, is that was that is that your craziest moment? Too? Yeah, I think that's when we shared yeah. together. It was uh, definitely when we were talking about these questions earlier. It, it was that's something that we both thought about. Yeah, the, these these rides that we will get as enthusiasts in non ideal weather circumstances, they can be crazy moments for sure. <laughs> crazy but rain. You still yeah, you still do it. Yeah, yeah. I um, I went to actually the coaster crew event. Um, the uh, what was it called? Um, it was the Copperhead Christmas. You know, Tim. I'm assuming Tim is the one that names all these events. I mean, I might have been one of the other people that he works with on, on coaster crew. But the whoever comes up with the names, they're pretty creative. And the Lightning Rod Roundup, for example, the one I'm doing this weekend. But uh, for Tim had his um, coaster crew. Christmas event for for a Carowinds uh, and again Copperhead Christmas and got ERT on Copperhead Strike uh, you know and it was a great event I went to that in early December took a buddy of mine actually he works at Velocicoaster my friend Sean he had never been to Carowinds we had a good time uh, and luckily the, it wasn't super cold it wasn't 40 degrees like you guys like you know minimum operating temperature in the lower 40s I think it was like high 40s that night uh, however I had some friends visiting from Ohio uh, back in January of last year, and we met up with uh, um, you probably know Raptor Joe. You know, do you know you guys know Raptor Joe? A chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's a good friend of mine. Um, she lives in Orlando, so she was meeting up, and she all know we're all good friends with these friends from Ohio, and we all met up. I think it was on Sunday in the morning at SeaWorld to ride makeup. And, you know, for Joe to get some more marathon rides on it and on towards her 4,000 plus and all that. And uh, we had to wait there. And the, it was in January. It was cold in 2022 uh, for it to reach minimum operating temperature, whatever it is, 47 degrees, whatever it is, 
Uh, it was a cold Orlando morning in January and we finally got on it and it was just minimum operating temperature and it was also raining, <laughs> light rain. And that was, I, I, I can imagine what you experienced on Puri because we experienced something like that that day. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah, not fun, not fun. So I, I, I get it. Okay, so next question to ask you, I'd like to ask you is, Mike, how many coasters have you been on? Oh, I'm get probably close to 500. I, oh, nice. I do keep track, but I never really know the the number off the top of my head. But I think okay. it's, it's getting close to 500. Very nice, very nice. Uh, okay, so you've been on a lot of coasters. That's great. So of all the almost 500 coasters you've been on, which one is your favorite? Oh, uh, man, why did you have to ask me this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a difficult question. Um, I mean, it changes all the time for me, and I have so many different favorites. So, okay. as I said what earlier, name Nemesis, a few? Yeah. Nemesis at Alton Towers, like I said earlier, that's one that's always going to be up there for me. Um, Velocicoaster right here across the street, you know, it's a, it's a new classic. Um, sure. Gold Striker at Great America is another favorite of mine. Um, so those are a few, but there's also like, a, as well as a favorite coaster, I have kind of a favorite coaster experience. Okay. Um, I'll kind of explain this to you a little bit, but sure. the ride is Tatsu at Magic Mountain. Oh, okay. And in yeah. particular, night rides on that. If you ever get to do a night ride on it, it's incredible because you're up so high on the top of the mountain anyway. And as you kind of like swoop round, you see all the lights off in the distance from LA, like all the twinkling lights, and it would just look so magical. It really feels like you are a, a dragon or whatever, like swooping around the mountain <laughs> at that point. So I think I, I wouldn't say Tatsu is my favorite coaster, but that for me is always like an experience I love to go back to if I'm ever at Magic Mountain. I, I love a night ride on Tatsu. Sure, sure. That, I can relate to that. I uh, Magic Mountain used to be one of my home parks. You know, I lived in Southern California twice, and uh, I've been there many times. And it's a it's a great park. And Tatsu is my favorite B and M flyer. I've been on quite a few B and M flyers, and I love I love it. I have been on it at night, and it's a great ride, like you described. I uh, agree with everything you said. Uh, but one of the things that's unique about it, say comparing it to say Manta here in, in Orlando, SeaWorld, mm -hmm. is you know going up that mountain and then right when you start dropping, when the lift hill ends, you know the mountain drops off. Yeah, and so it's just it, it just I'm not afraid of heights, but still just that the beauty of that now how you realize how high up yeah. you are. It's one of the biggest yeah. BNM flyers. It's so and that pretzel loop is so intense and yeah, no, it's a great, great ride. I I love it. So it's I can fantastic, relate. and it's such a unique setting, and yeah, there'll never be another coaster exactly the same as that. Oh yeah, and you know, Six Flags is is one chain that is known to build parking lot coasters. I mean, Scream, their their floorless BNM is is a parking <laughs> lot coaster there. Yeah, uh, and so because of that, I applaud them whenever they do make terrain coasters. And because, you know, Cedar Fair is a little bit better about that. Um, and and Magic Mountain, you know, it, it is a mountain. It's a small mountain. And, you know, between Ninja and um, Superman kind of uses the mountain, but not as much. But really, Ninja and Tatsu use the mountain well. So I, I applaud them for that. So I can relate. Now, um, Nemesis, you mentioned. So yeah. I'm guessing that you and Danielle may not have your flights booked yet, but you're probably planning or earmarking a trip in 2024 to Alton Towers, aren't you? 
Oh, it's, it's tough. I mean, we'd like to get back out there, of course, and see what they do to it. But, um, right. um, you know, a little bit nervous as well, whether, whether it will be the same. Right, right. Because, you know, from what I've heard, it's going to be a different color for a start. So that's kind of crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I you know, Hulk, Incredible Hulk here in in our backyard, collective backyard at Mm Isaac Adventure. You know, people have different opinions about New Hulk versus Old Hulk, and I get it. Um, I I have my opinions. I'm not going to get into it here, Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit controversial. Uh, And so, yeah, I can imagine you're a little nervous. You know, is it going to be better or worse, and how is it going to be different? And it's one of your sentimental favorites. Yeah. I mean, I guess if the alternative was that they would have had to take it out completely, then right. obviously the, the replacement is is a good move. I agree. I agree. And again, what they did with Hulk and, you know, I, I love my steel coasters and they all have a limited life. So at these more premier parks like an Alton, like an Islands Adventure, you know, if, the, you know, say Velocicoaster, which is my number two and it was my number one for quite some time. You know, in 20 years from now, you know, I would like to think that, you know, maybe they'll, it'll still be a hit, but it'll need track replacement and uh, they'll just replace the track. Hopefully it's, mm-hmm. it'll still be around, I'm assuming, and uh, won't be an arrow situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you for these favorites, you know, that are not just say yours or mine, but many people's favorites. It's nice when they keep them around and they just, you know, spend the money that, and the labor of love and replace yeah, the track. definitely. Yeah, like like it's less dramatic, but it's also what happens with wooden coasters. I mean, have you been uh, to Holiday World? I have, yeah. So, I mean, you you've been on Voyage, then you know, how yeah, special. yeah. I mean, yeah. part of Voyage is so good. It's not just the design of Voyage. Yes, absolutely, but it is the absolute labor of love that uh, the uh, the 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 family, the, you know, the owners of Holiday World. Um, you know, Leia, the Cook family and everything, um, how much effort and money they put into retracking mm-hmm. Voyage. It just went through a major retracking this past uh, off-season. I'm very excited to get on and again Hollywood Nights this year. Uh, but again, they're constantly replacing wood where they, they need to, or what, what Kings Island did with the Beast last year, which they did. I think they did a great job with, personally. But, um, you know, but with steel coasters, it's generally not here or there. It's generally the whole thing. You know, it's all or nothing. So, um, it's either replace all the track or, or, or get rid of it. So, and yeah. I agree. It's so, uh, yeah. So, so thanks for telling me about your favorites there, Mike. I understand that Danielle, she's doing the run Disney marathon tomorrow and she's got to yeah. be up at two in the morning. So, so, uh, unfortunately she had to uh, bid farewell, but, um, you know, hopefully she does well in the marathon and we'll continue having that chat with you here, Mike. And, and yeah, so- you're stuck with me, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's all right. We'll we'll, we'll make do. <laughs> so you talked about your favorite coaster, uh, and you said it was a little challenging. You named a few. Uh, perhaps yeah. this will be a little bit easier for you. What about what your least favorite coaster is? So this isn't, I mean, this is an interesting one as well, because there's a lot of bad coasters out there, let's be honest. But, like, you ride them once, and if they're that bad, you just don't ride them again. So right. that's, it's never really been, I find it, even more difficult to rank it at the bottom end than I do on the top end. But one roller coaster sticks in my mind as a never ride again. Okay. It was a ride at Canada's Wonderland, and I think it's called Time Warp. Ah, uh, yeah. Weird yeah. sort of like lay down roller coaster. 
where yeah, it's, like, it's a Zamperla. And like yeah. a, it's almost like a hang glider or something. You lay down in that and it goes up this admittedly kind of cool kinetic um, spinning lift hill that sort of lifts yeah. you up to the top. And I think there's three or four people across on it laying down. Um, but then once you come off the top of that lift, it's just so rough and there's nothing to really brace yourself against and you just get shaken around and bashed about so much. So yeah. Yeah. The dignity of waiting like an hour or something to write this just to get the credit. And it was a never again. Yeah. So that's a Valera. That's a Zamperla, an older Zamperla design. Basically their take on a flying coaster. And mm-hmm. um, I've never been to Kaz Wonderland. I'm planning to go this June because I have to go up there for a wedding uh, in a weekend in June. So I figure one day I'll be the wedding. The other day I'll do uh, Kaz Wonderland because I've got a feeder pair of platinum pass. So why not? Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm going to do it. I've done others like it and I'll get yeah. the credit. Um, the credit, but then once is enough. Yeah, and, and, and for full disclosure, um, the Coaster Challenge, we're good friends with Sam Perla. Adam Sandy's a great guy. Uh, we've had him here on the podcast. And, you know, he's taught when we interviewed him last year, uh, you know, he didn't necessarily talk negatively, but he did talk positively in terms of how Sam Perla's really stepped up their game and improved their coasters. And Adam, being a sales guy and being a coaster enthusiast, he's kind of helped push them in that direction. I think he's really helping the company. And Zamperla is doing, you know, some interesting new designs. They're getting into launches. Uh, they're, you know, improving their wild mice. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to riding Cheddar Chase. Hopefully on my road trip next month, it'll be open by then at, at Cedar Point. And I'm very curious to see what else they're doing. But they're they're doing some really good stuff. Their, their coasters are definitely getting better. And again, everyone's got to start somewhere. You don't start at the top. But yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, the Volaires, their older uh, flying coaster design is, is not not their their best i i get it so um appreciate yeah. that so let's switch gears here and kind of last kind of few questions uh the the next one i want to ask you is and this kind of could be an open-ended question but um can just go into other areas but uh talk to us about what ride on orlando is how it got started how long you've been around what it is yeah okay so i'll um, first see i just kind of explain a little bit about what it is but ride on orlando is just um it's basically a couple of social media profiles that danielle and i have on instagram and on youtube and um we share photos videos reels stuff like that from our travels from stuff around here in orlando from our friends in the entertainment sections of the theme parks and just try and sort of like capture and share a bit of our life around the theme parks um I'm quite passionate about photography. It's a hobby I've had for a while. And so I've kind of um, combined that with my theme park hobby there as well. And it's it's sort of like giving me a bit of a creative outlet for that. Um, with regards to like the story behind um, Ride on Orlando, it actually dates way back um, to when I was living in the Bay Area, um, when I was out there, I actually used to run a similar account called Inside CGA on Instagram, which was covering California's Great America. Um, and as I explained, Danielle and I were dating long distance, and um, we actually decided to settle here in Orlando. So that was, I think, 
um, around Thanksgiving 2020, I moved down here and we moved into our house. But of course, like can't living in Orlando, I can't really keep running a a social media for a California <laughs> park. Um, right. So we decided, like, let's just start something new for um, the parks around Orlando. We didn't really know that many people here at the time, and we didn't really have many photos or anything but we just kind of started building it up and chipping away at it and um really it's just kind of like our side project like daniel mentioned earlier we do both work from home so right. we have home jobs where we work from home most of the most days so it's kind of nice to have like a bit of a, a side project something that gets us out of the house so that we can go to the parks grab photos and um just kind of like keeps us busy during the evenings and weekends it's also something that we can do together and you know we both have this sort of interest in the theme park so it's great that we share that but we see a lot of couples who perhaps they don't have the same sort of hobbies and interests so um it's kind of great that we are able to sort of do it together and share it together and i do a lot of the photography and that side of things but daniel is much more like on the social side of it she's the one that's messaging you back and replying to the comments and she's the one that's interacting with people on youtube and chatting with the parts to set stuff up and that so it's it's kind of a good team there nice that's great and i love the partnership that you have with danielle on this and you know you mentioned you know how you know she does the social media you do the photos and video and that's a, that's a great kind of division of labor and you know, you also mentioned how, you know, you know, other couples where you don't necessarily share, they don't necessarily share the same hobbies as much. And and that's okay. That happens. But it is great when when the couples do share. Two of my closest and dearest friends, in fact, they probably are listening right now. Um, they are in their early 60s and they have been married, gosh, since the very late 70s, early 80s. Um, they have, you know, kids and grandkids. And they are coaster enthusiasts. They've, they've been coaster enthusiasts, you know, almost their entire lives. And certainly since they met and they've been going around the world, literally riding coasters together, um, they don't have a channel or anything. Uh, they could, but they don't. They just kind of like to do their own thing and just be friends with people who do have channels like us. And anyway, and they just, they're just share this hobby and they do road trips and, they, you know, it's very they are very intense about the hobby and it's their big, big thing they do. And they, and they're great people. And uh, you know, and they, I, I would like to think that, you know, both their faith because they're devout Christians, but also um, their, their shared hobby, this, this big hobby they both share has helped them kind of as a couple continue along all these years and spend so much time together and, and remain kind of as a great couple and everything. So um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to think that you and Danielle have something similar. You guys are very early on in your, your marriage, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got this great hobby to share with each other and, and travel the world together and, and have all these great experiences you're both passionate about. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. So on the photography side, do you use, uh, primarily like a mirrorless camera? No, I use a DSLR. I use a Nikon D780. Um, it's kind of my my workhorse. It comes with me everywhere. I've got a bunch of different lenses that I like to play around with, and depending on what I'm shooting and where. But um, yeah, that's kind of my my basic kit. Um, I'd like to maybe upgrade to mirrorless at some point, but what I use now it works well. It's it's a 
the D seven eighty is a full frame camera, so you get like a ton of um um the image sensor there, the full the uncropped image sensor to work with there. So um yeah, and my my real style is I like to try and get um the reactions of people on the coasters. Like Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of different ways that people take photos of coasters and everybody has their own style and that's great. And some people would take like to, you know, capture the whole vastness of the structure. Or some people want the shapes of the hills and the valleys. But for me, it's much more about like trying to capture the dynamic of the train and the people's reactions. And so I love nothing more than like a, um, a train coming directly towards me or Velocicoaster is great because you know you can stand right at the bottom of that drop and yes. look up into the eyes of the people as they hurtle over the top hat. Yeah, no, that you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Mike, because I was trying to figure something out, and you really kind of helped me nail hit the nail on the head right there. Um, there's something about your channel, about you know, the videos that you post more so than the photos, that just is different like i said I, I've, I've always liked your content and i was starting to think it's like it's it's like you guys are more personal you make it more personal not about you guys necessarily but about the people in the parks and and it's what you just shared it, it's it makes sense is you're showing you're not necessarily showing the you know like you said you're not into the engineering and how things work you want to the, the people enjoying the ride you're focusing on the trains and the ride vehicles mm -hmm. and you guys have captured some especially on Velocicoaster remember that some awesome video uh of that and uh, great job on that uh mm -hmm. some of your videos have just been fantastic your reels and whatnot so yeah so the, it's kind of catching that personal those personal dynamics so uh and and I can relate to that as well in 2021 in October of 2021 that was our first season here for the podcast uh, we decided to do a meetup at Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster was the new coaster that year. And mm -hmm. all the hubbub, you know, as you remember, I'm sure. And so we we had a goal and we were a brand new podcast. So we didn't have a big listenership and everything. Um, and a goal of filling up a train of Velocicoaster with all of us, with all podcast people and friends and whatnot. And we filled up the train. And we all were wearing shirts that we had made up and gave out to everyone and uh and uh, so we all you know had the same kind of gray shirts on with special designs that were collaborative david we met earlier our founder he did one mm -hmm. uh the, i think the front design and the i think the back design was done by a friend of ours someone that's been on the podcast here ian uh from theme park stop you probably know ian and alicia from park stop I, have you met alicia Stella Mercer? no i'm not sure <laughs> sorry okay okay uh, anyway, they're, they're from Orlando here, and uh, so it, so Ian is one of the one of the two there, and uh, he he's a really good graphic artist, and he did the mm -hmm. design for the back of the shirt. And we, anyway, we gave those out, and uh, one of the people that was there to support us that day, she for physical reasons, understandably with medical condition, she could not ride, um, but she she was able to. I don't know. I, I always meant to ask her. I keep forgetting uh, how she knew which train we were on, but. She anyway, she got a video of us slow mo coming down the top hat with all of our gray shirts on and all the, yeah. all the coaster. And it's, I saved it, of course. We posted social media, but I have it on my on all my Apple devices because I will never get rid of that one. Um, so yeah, it's that personal side that you capture yeah. that's 
Yeah, so that, I told... that actually reminds me of like an another thing that we've had it happen a few times through our Instagram. It's actually one of my favorite things to happen is like yeah. I post one of those shots of like somebody coming down the drop on Velocicoaster or whatever, and then I just randomly get a message on Instagram, and it's somebody saying, "Hey, that's me in your photo," or you know that yeah. kind of stuff, and not even people that we know or anything, just like right. some random people who have been cruising Instagram to find photos from uh, Universal or whatever. And then they've seen our picture and been like, wait, that's us. And it's <laughs> happened a few times, actually. And, you know, normally it's great because we can share photos with them and, you know, they've got stuff to put on their Facebook or whatever. And that's always really fun when that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's awesome. I love that. That would be amazing. And again, it's that another aspect of the social side of this hobby that's so fun. So I yeah. totally understand. Well, you enjoy that i would too that's awesome that's what the people reach out uh so how long has ride on orlando been around um i guess probably since 20 probably i should know this shouldn't i like early 2021 i think was when we started it just after okay. I moved to orlando okay so a couple of um, years now okay. yeah two or three years now i think and we've been on youtube for about one year that's something we started a year ago. We decided to kind of like have a, we've been doing Instagram, decided to see maybe what we can do on YouTube. It's kind of a different beast. We're not used to making videos and or, or longer form content like that. So that's been a challenge and it's kind of given us a bit of a learning curve about how to make videos and all the editing and all the hard work that goes into that kind of stuff as well. Sure, sure, understandable. Yeah. So, sort of trying to find what is our our groove on there. I still don't think we fully found it, but we're still kind of like having fun figuring that out as well. Oh yeah, well the the journey is part of the fun, so makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So most of the content I think I've seen from you guys, and, and you know, because you know it's just like Facebook, you know, unless you search for people. I'm generally I'm not searching for people. It's just what's in my feed. You know, who's yeah. on my story who's on my feed. And, you know, sometimes you guys will be on there just timing. It's all that timing when I'm on Instagram, but I do see you guys on there. And I, a lot of it's like the, the Orlando part of the what we talked about. Um, but I've not seen too much of your travels, but I, you know, you mentioned earlier, we, we talked about Europe already, but you mentioned earlier that you guys are going to be going to uh, the UAE to Dubai. Yes. So uh, when are you going there? We are heading there at the end of May. Um, and we're actually timed it to coincide with the opening of SeaWorld Abu Dhabi, which oh, yeah. opened uh, the week before Memorial Day. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. A trip which um, we've been thinking about for a long time. We, as you, as you probably know, like SeaWorld Orlando is like um, one of our favorite parks here. And Danielle especially has got a real fondness for the marine animals and pretty much everything you know all through her childhood she was like pretty much obsessed with SeaWorld and the marine animals and everything so we always said that once SeaWorld Abu Dhabi opened we would make the trip out there and they've been sort of teasing it for a few months but nobody's actually been saying when it was going to open so I think maybe a few weeks ago to a month they finally dropped the opening date, so we were like, okay, right, we said we were going to go, so we got straight from the internet and started looking for flights. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Um, that's I have a reason for going, but of course, you know, when we're out there, we hope to visit Ferrari World and WB World and some of the other parks out there as well. Maybe right. some of the parts. We're st- we haven't really like figured out our itinerary yet. We're we're actually we're kind of a little bit last minute when we plan our travels. We sort of have oh. a list of what we like, what we think we're going to do, and then we just kind of wait and find some good hotel deals and sort of figure it out as we go. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. We've got a rough idea, but we'll probably sort of um, finalize our itinerary over the next few weeks as we start to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Cause you're, uh, you know, like a month away. Yeah. Right. Right. Exciting. So, you know, like Danielle, I'm a very passionate about animals um, and particularly marine mammals. And I'm a huge supporter of SeaWorld. Uh, you know, we don't get into politics on the podcast, but, you know, we we will make uh, take stands on things that are not political, but would be controversial. And this is one of yeah. them. Um, uh, and, and we're OK with that. Uh, I stand with SeaWorld and, and actually all of Coaster Challenge stands with SeaWorld. Um, we're you know very much against uh, what happened with Blackfish. And we definitely have opinions about that, quote unquote, documentary Um I think it's something quite something else. But anyways, that's all I'll say on that. But um, as far as Blackfish goes, but um, I have done trainer for a day twice at SeaWorld and uh, dolphin um, interaction. A friend of mine works at Discovery Cove and he um, got, got is getting me in to do Discovery Cove for the first time here early May. I'm very excited for that in a couple of weeks. Oh, here. Yeah, that's one of our favorites as well. We've been oh, several yeah. times and uh, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I'm excited to do it and just, to, you know, the 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 kind of personal nature of the experience and low, low crowds and just the, the beauty of it and the animals and the food yeah. and everything. It's just it so unlike anything else in Orlando. And when yeah. you're in there, you really are transported away to a different place. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And my friend yeah. and I get along well. He's one of my park buddies. And yeah, I'm excited for that. So that, that's going to be fun. Um, awesome. Has Danielle um, done any kind of animal interaction, per, you know, experiences? She has done many. Yeah. She actually, um, as I said, you know, she, all through her childhood, she c- kind of was in love with SeaWorld. So she actually did several of the SeaWorld camps in oh, uh, yeah. SeaWorld in San Antonio, um, where she pretty much did all sorts of different animal interactions. And then She's been to Discovery Cove probably close to a dozen times. She's done all the different things. And we actually, we were in SeaWorld San Antonio last summer. We did the beluga, in the in-water beluga interaction there. Oh, yeah. That was really special. Um, And, yeah, we've done a bunch of different things like that. It's been, uh, you know, it's it's, it's more of her thing that the, um, the marine mammal stuff but i've kind of like gone along for the ride and that's kind of like another thing that she's sort of got me a little bit interested in as well nice kind of opened your eyes up those experiences yeah. yeah you mentioned the beluga um another friend uh, uh that you might know and might be friends with and he's actually the newest member of our team he's the newest uh, producer here on coaster challenge this season um is uh, michael muldoon oh yes know. yeah we know yeah, michael Nice. I figured you guys know him. He's a he's a very close friend of mine and and, and uh, all of us actually here in Coaster Challenge and a great guy. And uh, go to the parks, Disney, Bush, see where all the, all the parks with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he 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 like Danielle like myself 
very much very passionate about the marine animals and marine mammals and he loves belugas loves 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 belugas and so i remember i think it was last year he goes to san antonio usually once a year and uh, he did the, he's done the beluga interaction i think a couple times but he did it most recently last year and was telling me about it and he loved it and i i something i would like to do uh, i think belugas are really really cool animals beautiful animals and um i do love the all all the the um I mean, I love sea lions and harbor seals and all that, that the pinnipeds, but I love the, the, uh, cephalopods that, you know, all the whales as well. And the dolphins. And I mean, I've, I, I used to actually rescue marine mammals. And when I lived in California, I worked, uh, volunteered, uh, for an organization called Marine Mammal Center. And I've rescued uh, sea lions, harbor seals, elephant seals, incredible work, um, very hard work, very draining mentally and physically, sometimes very tragic because we lose animals, but um, I I have had a lot of unique experiences, both professionally, if you will, volunteering, but also at SeaWorld and other parks like SeaWorld. Uh, I, I want to ask, and this is something you may want to talk to Danielle about. Yeah. Have you guys been to the Bahamas? We have, yeah. We went to the Bahamas a couple of times. Um, well, I should say I've been a couple of times. I think Danielle's been maybe a a couple of times more than than i have and um, okay. she's done scuba trips there i have oh only, yeah i've only been there on cruises okay okay so you've been to nassau then i've been to nassau but only for like a, a day trip when the right. liner stops there have you been to the atlantis resort yes okay so you've done aqua adventure i haven't done aqua adventure we went to Atlantis last time we were there and we just kind of walked around and had a look at it we only had a few hours off the ship so we right. just decided to just go and check it out I think we we both thought it looked awesome so I think we would definitely love to go back and stay there that is on our list to do at some point okay yeah um, so I had never been to Atlantis before but that cruise I mentioned that I kind of brought me back to cruising again that my friend so kindly took me on uh, about a month yeah. ago um, I wound up doing Atlantis as my one short excursion I did on that short cruise. Okay. And um, I'm so glad that I did it because it. I always wanted to go to Atlantis and Bahamas and never did. And, I, and uh, you know, I love going through the resort. It's beautiful. As you walked around, you saw I did Aquaventure and I, I, I love going to Aquaventure. It was really fun. But I also noticed other things that they have there that are animal related that I didn't really get to do that are, you know, up, they're upcharges. You actually don't have to pay for AquaVenture to do them. It's a separate charge that Daniel might be interested in. There's there's programs where you can get in the water with sharks. Uh, there's a trainer for a day program they have, dolphin interaction. Okay. So you might want to mention that to her. Um, yeah. Now, do you guys, yeah. Do you guys like water parks, by the way, or no? Um. Yes. We do like them, but we don't go that often to them. That makes okay. sense. Like okay. it's kind of something we'll do maybe a couple of times a year, and we'll go to Typhoon Lagoon or Volcano Bay and that sure. kind of stuff. And we do love them, yeah. but I think for whatever reason, we just don't find ourselves going that often. I think because it's like a bit more of a, you know, we'll nip out to the parks for a few hours, but it's a bit more of an investment to go in of time to go to the water park sometime and. You know, have to get changed, have a shower afterwards, all this. So sometimes that yeah. just doesn't fit in. But no, we love the water parks. We love um, Volcano Bay. That's probably a, a favorite of mine. Um, we talked earlier about Holiday World, and 
that water oh. park. I absolutely loved all those slides there, like the water coasters that they had. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were just like, yeah, amazing. Really unique. Oh, yeah. I mean, really yeah, cool. I, I do love water parks. And, uh, yeah, Volcano Bay is one of my favorites. Holly World has fantastic water coasters. Like you said, Mammoth is my favorite water yeah. slide, period. That's so fun. Um, and, you know, I like Schlitterbahn. I, I, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason why I was asked about water parks, I'll get to it here in a moment. But uh, just one more question. I just want to give you some advice. Uh, so when you guys travel, do you like to do other things besides the parks, like, you know, sightseeing and, and things like that? Or do you mainly stick with the parks? Um, we try and do a little bit of stuff off the beaten path of the parks as well. But it's not always like the sightseeing stuff like for example when we were in germany we chose to like spend some time going to the christmas markets and so that's not exactly yes. like going and seeing like famous buildings or castles or whatever but it was uh, it was kind of real nice to like sample that part of like the the german culture and the way they do things at the holidays there oh yeah that's yeah probably more of an example of the kind of Stuff we like to do off on the side and of course we love um the wildlife stuff as well so like when we were in australia we took a day to go to australia zoo as well that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah like we try and do a bit of everything when we were in australia we also did the sydney harbour bridge climb so oh I yeah that's, that's on my list that was pretty fantastic yeah i would highly recommend that nice that that i was supposed to go to sydney oh gosh 12 years ago, I wound up having to cancel the trip, but that is on my list. Of course, I want to go to the Gold Coast and I want to ride DC Rivals and all that. And I've had so many friends yeah, there. But I definitely want to do the Sydney Bridge climb. That's on my list. And I want to do the koala interaction and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the only animal. I do a lot of animal stuff when I travel as well. So how long are you guys going to be in the UAE for? I think we're planning to be there for seven or eight days. Okay. And you're going to be, you know, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, you're going to figure out your hotels. Yes, I think what we'll probably do is spend a few days Abu Dhabi. I think it's, I think it's quite a lot of the parts of Fairly Century located together there, as far as I'm aware. Yes, in Abu um, Dhabi, yes. yes so I I'm kind of hoping we can find a hotel nearby and just kind of use that as a base. And then we'll probably, as we're flying into and out of Dubai, we've, we'll probably spend a bit of time in Dubai as well. Right. And you're going to be renting a car or not renting a car? I don't think we'll rent a car, no. Okay. So you don't need to rent a car, I can tell you. Um, mm -hmm. There is a bus service that you can take between Dubai and Abu Dhabi okay. as, as tourists. So that, that makes it easy. You don't have to fly or anything. It's only, it's like going from Tampa to Orlando. It's not far. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen on the map, it all looks pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah it's like um, an hour and a half. Yeah. When we went to Australia, we didn't rent a car and we loved it. It was it was kind of nice not to have to worry too much about driving everywhere. And um, we had, a, when we were in Germany, um, we actually had a problem with our, our rental car broke down. Um, oh. Unfortunately though, it broke down four stories down in an underground parking garage. Oh. So we had a bit of trouble um, getting that back on the road. And thankfully there was like a, good samaritan um working there and he kind of helped us gave oh, us nice. start. we finally were able to get back on the road but that sort of was definitely a bit of a bummer on our trip when 
that happened because oh, I, I don't know it kind of felt like the beginning of a year of a horror movie or something oh <laughs> yeah deserted garage oh. in in kind of a german small town or something but yeah it does sound yeah, like something we, we managed to get out of that one but i think after that we were just like eh, on the next trip let's just uh rely on ubers <laughs> yeah very yeah, nice very freeing i didn't like i liked not having to drive everywhere yeah i like um i like using mass transportation especially trains and, and subways and things like that when i travel both domestically and especially internationally and actually i'm going to get to that as well here but um so so yeah you can take a bus service very safe between abu dhabi and dubai all the hotels know about it. Uh, it's not expensive. Uh, as you mentioned, pretty much all the parks and so forth in Abu Dhabi, um, they're, they're at Yaz Island, that, that Yaz Island complex, that kind of newer yeah. development. Uh, Ferrari World, um, you know, Danielle mentioned she likes fast cars. Ferrari World is absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And I, I went there opening month. Mm-hmm. And that was before, um, of course, before uh, Mission Ferrari uh before uh flying aces and i love intamin so you know that is an intimate park pretty much everything's intimate there uh but i yeah. miss those were into well i should maybe take a step back mission ferrari is dynamic attractions but i think intamin might have done the track for the, the vehicles but, okay but flying aces and everything else uh there is basically intamin um of course formula rosa uh but absolutely beautiful park uh and it's as a car enthusiast but just coaster enthusiast you know you'll you'll love it it's it's an amazing park mm-hmm. uh and you'll you'll want to spend the better part of a day there um that's the only park i've been to in yaz island i've not been to yaz water world or anything else there um and now in dubai they have a metro system that runs along sheikh zayed road which is the main freeway if you will in in dubai and yes. it's very convenient very safe to use and it it takes you to a lot of the places in dubai so since you're not running a car that's a tip for you is to use the metro system and then it connects you to a lot of the, you know, to, to get to the um, the Palm Islands and, and to uh, the Burj Khalifa and things like that. Okay. So speaking of, um, I do recommend you guys go to the Burj Khalifa, which is the, the tallest building in the world there. Yeah, uh, go I think to, that's on our list. Yeah, go to Experience 126, the, the observation deck there. Um, you have to pay, you know, book that in advance, um, you know, not a month in advance, but just, you know, book it. I think probably a week out is fine. Or even once you're in, once you land there, um, but also go next door to it, to the uh, Dubai mall, one of the largest malls in the world. Just, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to buy anything necessarily, but just walk through it. It's a gorgeous mall and they gigantic and they have a full scale ice skating rink. They have a beautiful aquarium there that's right along the mall. You can walk, speaking of animals, um, and it's just a great place to go. And then outside of the Dubai Mall in Burj Khalifa, right, right as part of that complex there, is a is a lagoon, is a fountain, um, 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 a, a lake, if you will. And it's um, you're probably familiar with the fountains of Bellagio in Las Vegas. Yes. So um, Wet, the company that did those fountains was contracted to do the fountains there in front of the Burj Khalifa and the Dubai Mall. And it's again with music, and they even have flame effects, um, pyro effects. So it's well worth watching that show. Um, so that's a good day right there. Uh, the other, and of course, you want to go to the WB and all that, and, and you know, and, and that's, I believe, is in Abu Dhabi. But um, the other, and SeaWorld, you mentioned, you're going to do there in Yaz Island. 
Yeah. Um, when you're in Dubai, I highly recommend going to the Atlantis Resort. You can take the metro to the station right there that's near it, and you, there's a there's a monorail that takes you from I think right near where the metro is, the Dubai Metro Station is, onto the the um, uh, the palm. The, this is an artificial island that looks like a palm tree, and you go to the head of it, the crown of it, and that's where the Dubai. Um, Atlantis Resort is. It's made. It's owned by the same people that own the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, and they have a beautiful aquarium, and they have an aqua venture there. And in my opinion, as I've been to both, um, their aqua venture is better. It is newer, and it's a better set of water slides and so forth. And it's a great lazy river, and it's a really. It is my favorite water park that I've been to, and it's in Dubai. So I do recommend that. We did see a couple of. blogs of, from there and some of our research so that was definitely something that looked interesting as well yeah and they also you know go through the resorts there's a big yeah. aquarium in there it's beautiful very well themed um you know i you know of course you know danielle liked the animals aspect of it um but yeah i mean there's a lots of lots of other things i don't want to go in for hours here but i just want to give you a few tips for the uae uh just yeah, having so much so it, you'll you guys will have an amazing time. It's a very safe place. You won't feel like you're outside the U.S. You'll feel like you're in like Las Vegas or something. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm very Western. Looking friend. forward to it. And thank you for the tips. I mean, like I say, we do kind of fly by the seat of our pants sometimes on our trips. So it's useful to speak to people with some experience from there. And uh, yeah, and just uh, yeah, yeah just jot it. these things down. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like plan everything out. Just just. Andrew said, oh, yeah, you might want to do this. And once you're there, oh, let's maybe check that out. You know, just, yeah. just different ideas of things to check out. But um, and and the SeaWorld complex, by the way, the SeaWorld Park there. I, I have a friend that just went there and uh, mm-hmm. it looks absolutely stunning, like an indoor SeaWorld Park like that. Just amazing. Um, I definitely need to get back to the Dubai and Abu Dhabi and, and some of these new things that have been built since I was there. And I, it's on my short list of places to go back to. But I'm sure you guys will have a great time. But and again, I was happy to have this discussion with you here, Mike, on the air, because our listeners are all about travel and they, you know, this comes up a lot. People ask about traveling. And and I know that Dubai in the Middle East, you know, is some a place that a lot of people have not been to. So yeah, um, definitely. And we're going to be sharing some of our pictures and you know, our experiences when we're out there as well. So that's kind of uh sort of completes the circle a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, let's get back to the interview proper here and finish up here. So uh, talk, you know, you've been covering the park, you know, there at CGA and then most recently with Danielle a last couple of years with Ride on Orlando. Do you have any favorite moments or memories from covering the parks? I mean, for us, really, a lot of it is about the people we've met and the friendships that we've made throughout that. Um, It's been really nice being locals that you can you get to know other locals other regulars but also we get to know some of the employees um who recognize us or and like i say we've um we've become quite friendly with some of the entertainers like the electric ocean crew from SeaWorld, for example um, nice. and it's kind of it's kind of fun to have that side of things as well one one thing that sticks in mind was I don't know if you made it out to um Paolo Scream at SeaWorld at all. Oh I have. 
Oh, I have. Yeah, but they yeah. they do one of our favorite things. There is there they have a big outdoor show called Siren Song. Oh yes, of, um, oh, yes. the four Siren Sisters, and um, yes. it's it's kind of funny because we know a lot of those performers, but of course with the makeup and the wigs and everything it's like like we've never seen them before really and a couple of times we were able to go and take photos with them um kind of like behind the scenes or whatever and that was really fun because it's like we know who you are but also i'm a little bit you know i'm gonna keep my distance from you a little bit so oh oh, yeah that's something that sticks in my mind um just kind of like getting to those sort of like little experiences that perhaps the regular everyday guests can't can't get because it's just sort of something that you've you've built up through those relationships oh for sure yeah i i can definitely relate to that again it's the people it's the social side that's so great so it makes sense you would mention that and you mentioned hollow scream i i love hollow scream um what my favorite parts of hollow scream uh, again we have a great relationship with uh, with the really pretty much all the sea world parks uh, but, you know, SeaWorld Orlando, get to go to the media event uh, the, each year to prayer Hollow Scream. And I've been back as a paying guest as well. Um, I have said this before. Uh, when we interviewed SeaWorld Entertainment uh, last year, SeaWorld Orlando, Kyle Smith, one of the uh, managers of entertainment there, mm-hmm. um, I told him this. And I didn't tell him it just because he's a manager of entertainment, because it's the absolute truth. Yeah, I love Mako and the coasters and everything. But in my opinion, what SeaWorld does best is their entertainment you know, Hallow Scream, the shows, uh, Christmas celebration, the shows and the, the festival and everything. Just, I think Christmas is the best Christmas in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Better than Disney and Universal. Uh, they just do so many awesome things. Um, but yeah, they're at, at Hallow Scream in particular. Uh, Siren Song, absolutely fantastic, as is Monster Stomp. Fantastic shows. So I definitely agree with what you said. And yeah, I happen to know, actually... Here at Coaster Challenge, we happen to know, I we couldn't reveal this during the season last year. But given the change this person has made, we can safely talk about this now. Um, do you know someone by the name of Ben Grant? Does we do, mean- yeah. So Ben is a friend of the show. In fact, Ben is the person who did our theme song. We mm-hmm. interviewed him very early on in season two. And Ben has become a particular friend of mine, you know, and here in Orlando. And I've been out to support him. And, and I never thought I'd go to see the Elmo Rock show because I don't have kids. But he was yeah. performing in it as Jesse, as the MC. And I'm so glad I went and saw it last summer because he did a great job. Ben is so talented. And he was the, he played the part of the boyfriend, as you know, yes. in the Siren Song show. And he was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, one of the times I went to see that last year, I was positioned. He happened to be right nearby in the crowd and he said hi to me before the show. And, you know, he's just a great guy. And I don't know if you know this or not, but if not, I'm glad I'm, I have a chance to tell you this. Because you go into SeaWorld Abu Dhabi and Ben is a performer at SeaWorld Abu Dhabi. He moved to SeaWorld. And uh, yeah. And, yes. uh, Abu yeah. Dhabi. So. We, we do it. So, you know, we've um, connected with him on Instagram and, we're hoping that our past will cross when we're we're out there. Yeah, I, I um I I definitely I look forward to hopefully being able to follow your your travels in Abu Dhabi and, and Dubai on Instagram because I love there love it there and I've been there and I you know want to see the the stuff that's new that you guys are doing that I've not done before and everything else. Um, and hopefully I you know I'll get to see you guys cover what whatever Ben is doing there. He's been a yeah. little bit hush hush. 
because the park hasn't opened yet. He's got to, yeah. you know, he's got to be that way. And we wouldn't reveal anything. But again, I get it. He's got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, but We've so asked excited. him several times yeah. to tell us what, what he's doing out there. And he's yeah. staying very tight-lipped. <laughs> well, hopefully <laughs> you can find him and see him perform. And if you do, you know, let me know, message me in case I'm not yeah. seeing you. Well, definitely. I want to know. Too. Yeah. I want to be able to know and see, and see that. Because he is so, he's going to, that is a performer that's going to go places. He is so musically talented. He's a great dancer. He's a great actor. He's got it all. So, and, his, and he's got the the pedigree. His parents were both um, uh, big time uh, entertainers at Disney back in the day. So he's got it in his genes, so to speak. But yeah, anyway. Great. What a great so, adventure for him as well. Like, great yeah. opportunity, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He was so understandably so excited and we you know we're so happy and excited for him when he told me the news last year that he was uh, getting moving to Abu Dhabi and I, I gave him some of the same advice I've given you because you know he loves the coasters and the parks and I go told him some things to go to and do while he's out there and I know he's having a good time and everything so um I'm, I'm just yeah I'm just thrilled for him just love seeing that so uh thank you for sharing your favorite moments and again very meaningful a lot of that social mm -hmm. stuff so we'll ask a couple of questions here. So the next question we have is the Dustin Leister question. Um, Dusty is sadly, um, we have this now on the show, um, one of our previous guests and one of the early um, supporters of Coaster Challenge way back when we were still a YouTube channel only, going back to like the 2019, 2018 timeframe. And he was a young, young kid. He was only 16 and he sadly passed away last year, um, very, very tragically. And uh, David was good friends with him and his family. And because of his passing, we have this question starting here in season three um, about kind of the meaning of life, about, you know, the significance of, of an individual's life. And so um, what we, I'd like you to answer, Mike, here is how you would like those that have known you in your life or will know you in your life. Yeah. Your family, your friends, your colleagues, your the people you've met at the parks. And we've talked talked about in this interview. How do you want them to remember you? By huh. um, well, I guess a lot of, a lot of friends, family, kids. So um, some people are kind of a little bit bemused by you know you go to the theme parks all the time. Don't you get bored of it or isn't this on these rides for kids that kind of stuff so a lot of people they sometimes kind of get that feeling but actually i find that when you do speak to people like that most people have a story of their home part when they were a kid or when they went to florida on a family vacation or you know everybody's got a theme park story there somewhere so and you always end they always end up sharing it with you like when they find out like your unusual hobby of theme parks and things like that is people always share their stories with you even if they're not an enthusiast so i think that's what i would like to be remembered for it's just like you know the people will remember like the fun that, and the passion that we had from our our kind of like theme park pastime and even just trying to get people kind of like um sort of like roped into that a little bit or to get them to open up a bit. Um, similar, like Danielle mentioned earlier, like we got married at Disney and 
when we did that, we had a bunch of people come over from England who had never been to Disney and probably never would have wanted to had it not been for our wedding happening there. So, but then, you know, through us, they kind of like, we got them to, to see the fun of it and everybody had a great time and, you know, they were glad that they came. So I think that's the kind of thing I would like to think we would be remem remembered for, just kind of like sharing our experiences with our friends and family. That's great. That's great. And yeah, kind of almost legitimizing the love of the parks, it sounds like, right? Kind of, or, or encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like sharing it with others and, you know, yes, it's like sometimes perhaps people look at it as, childish or not very serious but it's like actually you know there's a lot of value in you know the fun that you can have there as well well yeah absolutely it's not just the fun but theme park therapy is real and yeah, it's something we, that we, we have talked about today yeah we've, we've proven it with this podcast with our guests again and again and again um and you know granted danielle is unique i mean i know she loves the parks but danielle's unique in that she's not really dealt with fear in her life very much at all which she's very fortunate for but most people and and still you know i'm guessing while she may, may not has doesn't have fear she has bad days you know work and strife in life and i'm sure the parks mm -hmm. cheer her up and so i'm sure theme park therapy is real for her too um but you know for a lot of us it can be very very helpful and very 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 important uh, and I know it's been very important in my life, even in, the, in recent years uh, with some things I've dealt with. And so, yeah, it, it's, you know, by, it, you know, for you, how you want to be remembered by it very well, what you have done in your life, you know, exposing people to the parks and encouraging people to the parks, you might be helping people very much and not just, oh, they're having fun. You might help them uh, avoid, you know, even a major like depressive episode or, you know, major anxiety and just be, you know, avoid stress and just have a better quality of life. So you never know, you know, the dominoes that are that are going to fall from that. So that's a that's a, a great, uh, great thing you shared there. Thank you for that. Yeah, now, kind of a similar question. Um, and we've had this since the beginning of the podcast. It's just kind of a catch all question. You know, again, we just talked about the park therapy. Um, you know, we talked about facing fears and, and kind of living your best life as the saying goes these days, mm -hmm. as the kids say these days. So do you have any advice you'd like to share with our listeners with these sort of topics in mind? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we talked a little bit about my experience. Now, as I found that, you know, sometimes you've just got to, like, get yourself into a situation. And once you're over that first hurdle... And just kind of like let, kind of like it's almost out of your control by that point, just go with it. And I think, you know, that probably doesn't work for everybody, but that's just kind of like a different way of looking at things to be able to say, like, yeah, you just need to go over this first little hurdle. And then once you've done that, you know, it's kind of like you've started, so you may as well finish. Um, so that's kind of my advice for that. But I think more in general, like one thing I noticed from like being part of this theme park community and it's like this stuff is supposed to be fun. Um, you know, you talked about, yes, it can obviously help people get over their problems and, you know, that's great as well. But at the end of the day, this industry is here for people's fun and amusement. And I think sometimes people take it like way too seriously and like there's all the complaining about every little thing that happens online it blows up and 
Um, people just take everything so seriously. There's a lot of drama, a lot of infighting, and you know that's the stuff we try and steer clear of. Um, we don't really like to get too involved with other people's like politics or problems and that. So that's really kind of my advice there. Is like that's sort of like worked for us. It's allowed us to kind of like get along with most people without having to really kind of uh make too many enemies in the process right now that's good advice and uh i can relate to that and and that's something something that i've gone through in my own personal journey um for the greater good i've made some changes in my life and uh not, not so much you would see on instagram which is how i know you guys but on facebook which is more personal for me it's not really right. a coaster challenge um, you know, getting involved in political discussions and posts. And uh, I decided to just retire from that recently. It's just, uh, there are people that I know appreciate my posts and they're, they're probably going to start messaging me soon <laughs> saying, Hey, you know, how come you're not, you know, and I'm, I'll tell them what I'm telling you and sharing with listeners. And I've, I've shared a little bit about this recently in our hundredth episode, but I, I realized that I can have much more of a positive influence as a part of this, the mission of this, of Coaster Challenge and and, uh, and what we're doing here and how passionate we are. I mean, I literally, you know, myself, David, Kim, Michael, all of us that are involved with this show, not only are we not paid for what we're doing when we put our own money in, but we are donating hours per week of our time that we could be doing other things. And we do that because we believe in the mission of what we're doing with this podcast and with the Coaster Challenge Network and with, with Kim, with Trimming for Coasters and other things that we're going to be working on in the future, um, just trying to help people live better lives with centered around the parks. And so, you know, I have kind of transitioned my social media to be, you know, not just about parks, but just focusing on positive, non or less controversial things. And um, I've been doing that now for a couple of few weeks and I'm very happy about it. I just, it, I have, I kind of have like a, kind of feel a lot calmer in my life, you know, and yeah, in social right. media and less time on social media. And it's just like, it's like, it's chill and I like it. So, you know, and then because of the podcast is why I'm doing that. And so it's, a, it's how the podcast has impacted me in a positive way. Um, and the coaster challenge in general. So, yeah. So I, I can appreciate that you guys kind of stay away from those things and just try to keep positive. That's yeah, we like about positive stuff. We like to yeah. share stuff that's positive from the parks. You know, when when we go around, we see stuff that kind of makes us question, like, why is this park doing that or this or things are broken or tacky looking? And you know, we see it all. Of course, we do. These places aren't perfect, but we don't feel the need to sort of like pick holes in it and like really like highlight that side of things. Um, yeah. Just try and like yeah. show the good stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing, you know, here, you know, cause I go to media events and, and just the parks in general. And I generally will only post the positive things. I mean, and this is not just the parks in life in general, you know, you're starting to date someone new, a new friend, a new job. Yeah, you can find negative things. You can find negative in pretty much yeah. anything. And yeah, you can just choose to focus on that stuff. And you're going to have a very sad life if you do that, uh, if you do a lot of that, I should say. But on the other hand, you could look for the positives in that person you're dating, in that new job, in that whatever, and focus on those positive things. Not to say ignore all the negative things, but focus more on the positive. And by doing that, you're going to have a much better, happier life because mm -hmm. nothing is perfect. 
no park is perfect. No ride is perfect. You know, it's just try to see what's enjoyable and focus on that. So, and I love that you guys do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, thank you, Mike. And the last thing we'd like to do, we do with all of our guests and especially with guests like yourselves that, you know, have your own channel and everything. Um, you know, we've been talking about it and, you know, people might figure it out just from the name, but I would, you know, love for you to share however people can find you guys, your social media, your YouTube, your TikTok, you know, website, whatever you have, please share away how people can find you. Sure. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram. We are Ride on Orlando. That's just search for that. You can find us. Um, we're also on YouTube, also Ride on Orlando. If you can't remember that, you can go to our website, which is rideonorlando.com. And we've got links to both of um, those from there, which will just drop you straight into them. Um, yeah, we're obviously we're looking forward to another busy summer of traveling, Dubai, Coaster Stock, probably a bunch of other stuff which we haven't yet sorted out. We're looking forward to pipeline opening and all the other cool stuff that's coming this summer. And we're going to be sharing as much of it as we can. So hopefully, um, you know, drop us a, a comment or a message on Instagram or YouTube and let us know if you're following along and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. And uh, yeah, a lot of good, good things to look forward to. A couple of those things, uh, you know, I'll be look, looking forward to as well. Pipeline and Coaster Stock. Look forward to seeing you guys and many other friends at Coaster Stock. And it's supposed to be, I've heard it's a, one of the best events out there. I'm so excited. One of the best parks in the world. So yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. And I look forward to seeing your social media, especially with your uh, forthcoming trip to the Middle East and the wonderful things that are there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, and thank you for, for taking the time. And thanks to Danielle. I know she's not yeah. here right now. Thank her. You know, when you see yeah, her tomorrow. She'll morning. be sad that she missed the end of it. But uh, like yeah. I say, kind of like she had to grab some sleep. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the marathon goes well and, uh, and all that. And uh, yeah, thanks for your time. And you. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.